0: You're listening to the Rule of Life podcast by Practicing the Way. In each season, we explore an ancient practice from the way of Jesus and its relevance for the modern era. This is season one, Sabbath. Hey everybody, John Mark Comer here. Officially, you are listening to a podcast trailer designed just to tell you we have a brand new podcast coming your way. On September 26th, we plan to release episode one of season one on the practice of Sabbath. This is the first of nine seasons we plan to release over the next few years, one on each of the core practices of the way of Jesus. Sabbath silence, solitude, and stillness, prayer, fasting, scripture, community, simplicity, generosity, and hospitality. Together, these nine ancient practices make up a rule of life for the modern era. Each podcast season will be released with a four-week practice available for myself and the team at Practicing the Way, which is designed to be run in your church or small group, and experienced in community. In each season of the podcast, you'll hear from myself and a few conversation partners in a roundtable discussion format, with interviews from luminary thinkers on spiritual formation, as well as just ordinary people working out the practices in everyday life. Subscribe to this podcast feed to stay informed on each new series and practice as they come available. now that we have that off our plate, we thought it would be fitting to give you a primer on a rule of life itself. What is a rule of life? If you're unfamiliar with that name, don't feel bad. Rule of life is nomenclature from the early church. It's ancient language, so it sounds a bit strange to our modern ears. Notice it's rule of life, singular, not rules for life, plural. The original Latin word was regula, which literally meant a straight piece of wood. It's where we get modern English words like regulation or ruler or rule, but it was used for the trellis in a vineyard. The first disciples of Jesus took his call to abide in the vine and, quote, bear much fruit very seriously. They noted that in order to bear fruit, a vine needs a trellis. It needs a support structure to lift the branches up off the ground and toward the sun, to guard it from predators that could consume it and noxious weeds that could choke out its growth and to guide it in the right direction. Otherwise, it would bear a fraction of the fruit that it is capable of or none at all. In the same way, Disciples of Jesus need a trellis or a support structure for our discipleship to Jesus that both guards and guides our lives into transformation through union with God. A rule of life is exactly that. It's a schedule and set of practices and relational rhythms that is designed to arrange our entire lives around God, and in doing so, be transformed into people who are like God who are full of love and joy and peace. It is an intentional way of living, slowly, simply, and deeply. As Pete Scazzaro of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality put it, nurturing a growing spirituality with depth in our present-day culture will require a thoughtful, conscious, intentional plan for our spiritual lives. I love that idea, a plan for our spiritual lives. That's what a rule of life is. It's a plan for how to follow Jesus and let him form you into his image. Here's Rich Viotis from his book, The Deeply Formed Life. A rule of life is a way of intentionally ordering our every day so that we love God and others and see every component of our lives as holy. This rule doesn't mean a list of rules. It's more a set of practices relationships, and commitments that is inspired by the Spirit for the sake of our wholeness in Christ. Now, this may sound like new information to you, but here's a way to frame it that may be helpful. You already have a rule of life, whether it's written or unwritten, conscious or subconscious, wise or foolish, based on long-term vision or short-term instant gratification, moving you toward your desired destination or sabotaging your best intentions, called a rule of life or just called my schedule or doing life or I'm just trying to survive until the weekend. The odds are you have a way that you live, a pattern of sleep, a time you go to bed or get up, a morning routine, a typical workday, a network of relationships, a budget, a device, or many activities you spend your free time on, shopping habits, and so much more. The question isn't, do you have a rule of life? It's, do you know what your rule of life is? And to follow that up, is it giving you the life that you actually want and Jesus wants for you? Put another way, is it working for you or against you? The best way to tell is to take a kind of spiritual self-inventory, just an honest assessment of your life, and ask yourself if you are, to borrow language from Paul in the New Testament, making progress in your spiritual formation, in becoming more like Jesus, and in doing so who he created you to be year over year over year. There's a saying that consultants utilize in the business world that I love to quote when I teach on spiritual formation. It's this, your system is perfectly designed to give you the results you are getting. I like to apply that maxim not to a widget factory or an assembly line or the bottom line on a spreadsheet, but to the health and growth of our soul or the lack thereof. If your emotional life is off-kilter, if you feel far from God and far from focused when you are in prayer, if you're regularly stressed, anxious, if you're chronically mad or angry and you're not becoming more and more a person of love, then the odds are something about the system of your life is poorly designed. The problem isn't that your rule of life isn't working. It's that it is. Francis Bufford, in his book Unapologetic, writes to agnostics about that feeling when you wake up on a Saturday morning with a mild hangover, feeling empty, a bit lonely, and unfulfilled, and how at some point you have to grapple with the fact that your free choices aren't delivering the life you want. Your freedom is what got you here, not your constraint. A rule of life is an invitation to a very different definition of freedom. Not based on modern self actualization and postmodern Western theories, but based on the ancient wisdom of Jesus. It is an invitation to embrace the constraints that, if you give yourself to them in surrender and trust and love, will eventually set you free. That's why we want to explore nine ancient practices from the way of Jesus in this upcoming podcast. They are the keystone habits in our modern vernacular that guard us and guide us into life with God. The early church had not one but two rules, the rule of faith and the rule of life. The rule of faith was a statement of belief about theology and doctrine. It was philosophical, abstract, it was beautiful. The rule of life was pragmatic, it was specific, and it was down to earth. It was a commitment to apprentice under Jesus in the warp and woof of everyday life. The modern church, at least in the West, still has, for the most part, a rule of faith, though it's usually called a statement of faith. But very few churches still have a rule of life. Many people today have never even heard of that language. This tells us so much about what's gone wrong in the history of the Western church and what is on us as a generation to rebirth and restore. The search for a rule of life for the modern era, a world with smartphones and Wi-Fi and social media and political polarization and radical individualism and urban noise, that search is the holy grail of our time, the great call upon our day and our generation. So, as you follow along with this podcast over the next few years, and as we explore these nine ancient practices, may you not just hear about the way of Jesus, but may you, as Jesus himself said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, may you put it into practice. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with season one, Sabbath.